everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chauncey Song with Taylor McCarley. The song that's played in the intro is called We Can Make It by Dayon Green, featuring the Count. I highly recommend checking out the rest of his song. It's also featured on my outro, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Once again, the name of the song is We Can Make It by Dayon Green. So today, I feel like we have a pretty serious and important topic. We'll be discussing childhood trauma and how it affects relationships. I'm a firm believer that everything starts at home. People are the way they are due to what happened or what didn't happen in their childhood. Um, and I have Jarris back from the first episode of this season to dive into this topic with me. But before we get into everything, we're going to do a quick this or that session where I ask you a few questions and you choose which one you prefer. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Therapy or talking to friends? Therapy. All right. Second one, be with someone with a similar upbringing as you or someone that is completely different? Um, I say right in, in, in the middle. It's one or the other. One of the, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the opposite of what you, you're bringing to the table. You. Yeah. All right. And the last one, address your childhood traumas before getting into a relationship or work on it throughout the relationship. Before. Mm, I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. All right, and a few episodes ago, you said you were my guy, Gary Owens, from Think Like a Man. Mm, Everything still the change. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's still the same. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody sit back, turn the volume up, and get ready as we try to see something. All right, so trauma is so complex, um, but in this episode, we're mainly going to focus on childhood trauma, and there's so many things that can be classified as childhood trauma. Some examples are bullying, witnessing or being a part of domestic violence, witnessing a lot of deaths or shootings, losing a parent or sibling at an early age, an unstable household, no real relationship with your parents, and then some of these things can be considered generational as well. And the list can go on and on. Are there any other ones that you can think of? And how do you think these things come back to have an impact on people's adult lives and relationships? You just touched on a uh, a bunch of them. Um, but one that you didn't say that I would say is probably the biggest that affects all of the ones, all of the other ones you just said was racism. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big, that's a big one that, you know, we never really taught from a young age, you know, what racism is and how we will experience it as black men and black women um, when we get to a certain age. Because uh, we start experience, we start experiencing racism probably when we five mm -hmm. and beyond. We don't necessarily. Well, I would say you can you can kind of get that you're being treated a little differently, um, but you can't. You don't really know what to call it at that at a young age like that. And then if we're not, if our parents are not um, telling us you know, these things or making us aware of what's going to, you know, what what type of experience we're going to, we're going to come into based off what they experienced. Um, because racism hasn't really gotten any, any better. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just covert in certain, certain type of ways. So I would say racism is a, is a big one. And we're not even really taught about that in the school either oh, because yeah. of the curriculum is not ran by black people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that just goes into the, you know, the, it's it's like that for a reason. Um, 
you know, most of our teachers were white women. <laughs> and was, is that is that the same for you? Well, it, well, it depends. On, County, yeah, yeah, so it depends I, on where, it depends on where you where you grow up, um, grow up at. But as you grow older, yeah, most of your teachers start to, to become yeah. Most of your teachers white. start to become um, depending on what you're doing. But most of your teachers start to become white women, um, and you don't really, especially being a I'm a black man, so you don't really see a lot of male figures in the in the um, educational field mm. teaching especially black men teaching so that definitely has plays a part on child development and you know the experiences we're privy to growing up now how do you think this comes back to have an impact on adult lives and relationships the more and more trauma that you experience from a young age whatever that trauma is i'm i'm speaking from a man's perspective because i'm i'm a man of course but like you know, we're taught from a young age to never really talk about things and just, you know, keep mm-hmm. keep moving and be, in, be a boy or be a man. Um, don't really worry about it. I mean, and we also see our parents do some of the same things, whether you live with your mom or whether you live with your dad or both parents are in the, in the household. But you don't really see a lot of people talking about things. And even in the families, that's why a lot of black families aren't really close because they never really talked about anything. They just let things go. And as they grew older, they just grew apart. Um and it goes down from family to family. So, like, mm-hmm. my family, whatever happened with my mom's family, mm-hmm. my dad's family, they probably didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It go on. And if I don't learn those qualities or traits or how to communicate properly, then I'll go on and have a family and do the same thing. Exactly. Because we're, like, unaware of like exactly. what it should really, or what it should look like. Exactly. That's what we got to stop that, that generational. That's what I call it a generational curse. Mm-hmm. That we, our parents raised us the way they was raised. Um, and did some of the same things that they didn't like their parents doing, but they did it to us too. Um, so, I mean, it just, but that always goes back to working on your trauma and working on yourself and talking to, going to therapy and talking out that stuff so you can become better and acknowledge those imperfections that you may have or, you know, hard, hardships that you dealt with growing up that mm-hmm. shaped the way you are as an adult, because that's what, you know, you are who you are because of what you experienced as a child. In your household, you know, in sports world, in the school system, all of those things play a role in your development and how you are as an adult and how you act. Yeah. Also, like I know some people that turned out to be like less trusting or due to situations that happen like with their family or friends growing up or like people. I feel like people that are abusive usually witness abuse at Mm -hmm. some point in their household and like that cycle just continues and it continues and Mm -hmm. then... You bring it into your adult relationship, and you don't really know where it stems from. Or you don't, you might know, but you might ignore it yeah. or like not pay it as much attention as it should be. Well, a lot of the times you forget trauma because you have to. It's there, though. It's, there, it's always it. there, but you don't really know how to find Like, you, you can't remember certain things, or, but that's trauma. Like, you, something traumatic happened to you, whether it be minor or major, you know, and you just kind of like create things to brush over that or mm-hmm. get over it mm-hmm. and it's not healthy <laughs> even like like this is one of my biggest like pet peeves like when parents do something wrong to the child mm-hmm. and they don't apologize yeah they just want to act normal like nothing happened mm-hmm. like no you got to communicate like accountability yeah like, <laughs> I, that's one of my biggest things that i don't like or even it don't even have to be parents your siblings like people think like give somebody some time and they'll get over it and we can mm-hmm. act like nothing happened yeah that's and and that's that's extremely um, present in the black in the black community from f- friends that I have and yeah friends too like we do this just not even I'm just talking about like from what I've 
when I talk to my friends about their relationship with their parents, mm-hmm. it's always like, well, I can't really talk to my parent about this thing or that thing. Um, you know, we don't really have that type of relationship. And some people do have that type of relationship where they can talk with their parents, but it may not be healthy in, you know, what they're talking about or how they're talking about things um, because nobody's really acknowledging the pain. It just, you know, kind of, you might have a cool parent so you can do, you can get away with certain things. But do you um, think it's like, that's usually the case when those parents feel like they're above their child and you got to do what I do because I said. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's the whole, like, adults always feel like because they're the adult and you're the child that no matter what they do, it's always right. Mm-hmm. And that's where things get, you know, tricky. <laughs> because sometimes kids, you I know. I mean, when you're young, you don't pay much mind. But as you get older and you understand, it's like, nah, actually, this isn't, this isn't it. Facts. I think kids understand, like, here we go again. Or I, you know. It's just, you don't really know how to, you don't, you can't really put your finger on what it is as a kid, but you know that you're not being treated, you know, fairly, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. And obviously you you can't decide what, your children shouldn't decide everything that they do, but there's certain things that, you know, children should be able to, you know, communicate to their parents or adult figure that's taking care of them at the time. Um, and an adult should be able to listen and kind of, you know, take that into consideration when making decisions mm-hmm. because, you know, raising a child is the you know most important job that if you are if you're you know able to have children, it's the most important job you're gonna have once you have once you have those children because you're the way you are because of your experiences that you experienced when you were a child and with your parents. So that's an important job raising raising a kid. So we have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I want to say like I think one of the. Um trauma things I listed was witnessing a lot of deaths or shootings at a young age. Mm-hmm. So like in the black community, if depending on where you grew up, you might have seen a lot of that. And if you witness a lot of friends and family members die at a young age, I think that comes back to have an impact on how you are emotionally. Mm-hmm. I think you can become numb and now you get into relationships and not able to dive into your emotions the way that you probably should be able to mm-hmm. with when you're an adult in, yeah. in a relationship. Like that's not that's not healthy. You know, but if you don't know why you're like that, it's just like, this is the way I am. Exactly. And like, you, what are you it, talking about? What are you mad about? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is... Uh-huh. <laughs> but really... But that, that goes back to what you said. Like, you need to deal with... You. We have to, as, you know, we get older and older and start to have serious relationships, we have to deal with that trauma. Um, and we should start dealing with that trauma at, at younger ages. Mm-hmm. And we should, as parents and as we become the adults, we should start teaching our children to you know, talking to therapy, doing therapy, or just even talking, having talks in your household where you're not just, as the adult, saying everything I say is right or, you mm-hmm. know, what I say goes. Listening to the children, listening to everybody's point of view and, you know, coming with some common ground so it's not just, so they feel like their voice is being heard and not just your voice is being heard or you're just always, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right no matter what, even yeah. if you're wrong, dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, communication is huge. And I think people... I think everybody should be in therapy, whether mm-hmm. you've healed from your trauma or mm-hmm. not. Like, I exactly. think it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, you're right, it should start at a young age. If you can, I mean, obviously, therapy is becoming more affordable, but like, if it's something that you can definitely, and they have free things, mm-hmm. free resources available this, yeah, too. Yeah, there's resources, especially in the black community now. And I, I mean, well, from what I know, it's like, well, if there isn't, then we should make those things available. Like there should, there should be an on-call therapist or at every school, especially in black communities, there should be 
a counselor, a real therapist that can talk to these children about what's going on, about why, especially in the world we're living in right now. Like, mm-hmm. we're growing up and we have to see other children being killed by white men. Um, mm-hmm. Even in our own community, we're killing kids, are killing kids. Mm-hmm. So, we always being exposed to, you know, negative images, you know, of ourselves and, and just things thing, along that line. So, like, I shouldn't. Hop on Twitter and just see someone, a black person died, and it mm-hmm. should be normal. Yeah, exactly. I think it's becoming more normalized. It's very normal. It's very normal. It's because we haven't dealt with it and we've figured out ways to just, you know, we have athletics now. Yeah. And a lot of our so so called heroes are athletes or entrepreneurs, I mean, um, entertainers, singers, rappers, actors. And we don't really have no real heroes where we can look up to that we're doing something that is actually going to, you know, change the way we're looked at as human beings, black human beings, in a positive light, not just people that's going to go put on some shoes and dance for, you know, the white power structure or make money for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's deep. Yeah, it, it go, we can get, it, we can talk for hours about that, but. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why do you think people don't like to address their trauma? Because um, I think. We're gonna keep talking about the black community, like, <laughs> like we we've should. been we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to push through. Yep. And there's like this narrative of a strong black woman, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like a burden. Like, why does it have to be the strong black woman? Mm-hmm. And like, black people, I think we have a stigma of going to therapy. Like, we should we too strong for that? Yeah. Especially if you're a black man, it's even worse. You exactly. know what I mean? It's like the, I think I was listening to something that Taraji said, and she was like. The darker you are, the stronger you are expected to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think that plays a role into why people don't want to go seek help. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I mean, as black people living in America, we've experienced so much trauma, you know, stemming back to slavery um, and then after slavery, Jim Crow era, KKK, all of this stuff that we experienced, mm-hmm. you know, from generations ago. It just carries on down because we never fully deal with them. And then there's always, we always get some, you know, empty symbolism or it, we just always figured out a way to, you know, ignore what's really going on in the black community and move on. Um, and then, like I like going back to, you know, our our heroes, entertainers and athletes. I know in my house, it was like, if I didn't play sports, we wasn't going, like, we wasn't, nobody was paying for college for us. So it's like we just being raised certain ways to deal with or like just deal with it. Like that's gonna happen, but just don't don't even worry about it. Don't even acknowledge it. And we become so used to it and it just becomes normal. So now when we see people getting killed, black people, black kids getting killed, and just like, oh, another one. Oh well. Not oh well, but it's like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> and we're not having these talks from from childhood where we can actually come together as a community and deal with these things. How we, how we should be dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, I think, on us as black people. I also think it could be scary. Like, addressing mm-hmm. trauma is, is scary. Like, exactly. you got to look in the mirror and realize you got to hold yourself accountable for things yeah. that you've done. And then it's like, things have happened to you that was outside of your control, but it's still like your responsibility to heal from it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We forget our trauma because we force ourselves to. And us by us going to saying that we're going to go to therapy and acknowledge our past, um, no matter how good or bad it was, we have to acknowledge those things that hurt us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to remember those things. And it's going to hurt us at the time, but it ultimately will make us better. 
you know, people down the road. It will make our relationships with our friends, our family, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you start to um, have intimate relationship with uh, other people, when you start talking about marriage and stuff like that. So it just makes everything better when you're able to deal with your traumas. Do you think people always realize that the way they act or think is due to things that happened in their past or childhood? I think uh, at a certain, when you reach a certain age, you become more aware of it. But like I said, like we just talked about, you go on so long without really noticing or doing anything about it. You just say, oh, oh well, like I'll deal with it when I have to or when it, you know, when it's convenient for me. Um, mm-hmm. And we just keep pushing it to the side. Now I'll go to therapy, you know, next week or I'll go next month or yeah. now I'll go. But what about like, for example, say um, someone grew up in a household where they didn't really have a great relationship with their parents mm-hmm. and they didn't really get affirmations and stuff from their parents. Yeah. And so now that's what they look for yeah. in relationships. You think those people are like aware? No, no, no. Yeah, that's a good question. No, I don't I don't think that they're... Well, I know sometimes when, like, when I'm doing something, um, like now in adulthood... And then I realize, or like maybe somebody brings it to my attention or just asks a question that, you know, makes me think like, damn, why do I do this? Or why Mm -hmm. am I looking for this? And you just think back like, oh, well, that's just me though. But you think back like, damn, that probably because of something I experienced during childhood or Mm -hmm. not having a father figure during childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And it all all stems from (laughs) how we get, it always stems from home. It It all stems from home. home. Yeah, it always stems from home or whatever environment you're in as a a child. Or like even like abandonment, like... Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people want to have like control of their partner or their relationship because they fear them leaving. You know what I mean? Yeah. But really, it's probably something that happened mm-hmm. in the household, whatever, with a mom or a dad or mm-hmm. both. Or and so these things are just brought up in your relationship. And I think not all the times people people really notice. Like, dang, this really stems from home, but you won't figure that out. Unless you do some self-reflecting, deep exactly. self-reflecting, or you go to therapy yeah. to have someone to help you figure it out. Yeah. And then you can heal and become a better person for your relationship mm-hmm. when you know that type of information. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, your relationship will be perfect from then on, but it'll be a lot better and, I think and a lot just, easier. Yeah. Just have an understanding of yeah. where it stems from, I think uh-huh. helps a lot. And obviously your partner has to be on board with you um, and growing and and doing that and taking that step into becoming a better individual and partner Mm -hmm. they had to be on board with you but it only makes things better and so like now we can address this issue that we're having on both sides Mm -hmm. and we might have more issues down the road of course it's a relationship at the end of the day but we know how to you know better navigate through them and we can understand each other a lot better um, knowing that we're different I think that's the biggest thing Um, we just watched a video you just sent me a video we just watched but understanding your other your partner and understanding that you know they didn't grow up the same way you grew up they might have had some of the same experiences but they're different people mm-hmm. um and we're different i'm bringing something different to, t- to the table than you are um and that's the beauty of a relationship but we have to be able, be willing and be able to understand that um i'm not going to do certain things that you may like but that's because of how I grew up in my experiences. And you're not going to do certain things that I might like, but that's because of how you grew up, and that's who you are. Yeah, but you also have to understand your childhood. Exactly. Like, do all couples go back and dive that deep to really want to understand why this person is the way that they are? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like couples should do couples therapy and individual therapy mm-hmm. because it's not your partner's job to be your therapist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's not. Like, it's not your partner's job to be your therapist. So, like, it's certain shit that your partner shouldn't even really be, 
you know, like I, I didn't grow up with you. Like we weren't in the same household. So I, I don't really need, like I shouldn't have to deal, not deal. I shouldn't have to um, be your therapist when it comes to those certain things. Mm-hmm. Like you need to deal with that on your own. That's something that you need to go deal with on your own and then come back. And then through that, through you doing that, you can now acknowledge, you know, things that you might have done because of this. And I can now acknowledge that. And we can talk about it. We can talk about it like that. And we can but you've had that, other. exactly. You've had that therapy. You've had that, you know, help and guidance through these problems, which makes it a lot easier to navigate through. But if you don't, then we're just like, we're just two people that, you know, got a bunch of problems that we never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to deal with each other. We're trying to focus on ourselves and focus on the partner. But you end up putting more energy into your partner because that's what they we feel like a relationship should be. And then you're not focusing on yourself. So you're just breaking down mentally <laughs> as you go on. And it's just making you worse. And making the relationship worse, too. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think the way a person sees how their parents interact or not interact when it comes to love and relationships impacts the way they view relationships? Well, I mean, they say you marry your parents. <laughs> yeah, you heard that? Well, I heard like, well, yeah, women marry someone like their dad. And boys marry someone like their mother. Yeah. And it's you don't really necessarily see that until it happens. Mm-hmm. And you're able to go back and die like, damn. And it's not always this, a good or bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or it's not always a good thing, maybe, I should say. But nah, going. I mean, just answering the question, um, seeing, I think, Especially in the black community, because we're, we're black, we're both black here. So let's talk about the black community. Like seeing how your mom and dad operate in a relationship is is vital to how you act in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Being whether it's positive or negative, like if you see a bunch of negative things in your parents' relationship, you'll probably experience that. And it's sad, but you'll probably experience some of those same things as you become into relationships. Especially if you don't acknowledge them as a family. And, you know, individually with your parents. Mm-hmm. And you just always going like, damn, that was, you know, you know, that was a fucked up situation. But nobody ever talked about it. We yeah. just always put it to the side and just ignored it or found ways like to deal with secrets. it. Like hidden secrets. Exactly. Like families, a lot of families have a lot of mm-hmm. hidden secrets. And I don't know and if all, that's the right thing or not. But like. I mean, some things shouldn't be said to kids, but everything shouldn't be a secret. Yeah. Everything shouldn't be a secret. And especially if you if you grow up in a household like I grew up in a household where I didn't see a man and a woman interact at all because I grew up in a single family household with my mother. So I'm growing up with no father figure and I don't get to see how a relationship how a father's supposed to treat his son, how they're supposed to treat his daughter, how they're supposed to treat a woman, this and that, how a woman's supposed to treat their man. So you just growing up and you yeah. don't know you shit. You winging it. Exactly. And then when you start getting into relationships, a lot of the those imperfections that you bring to the table, a lot of those you know, issues and the stupid shit that men do mm-hmm. um, in relationships stems from them not knowing or having any guidance on how they're supposed to act as men in a relationship. And that's that's what it is. But we also have to, under, like, as women have to understand that with men, and men have to understand that when whatever situation that um, the woman is bringing to the table and their imperfections and, and, and stuff that they're bringing that you may not like. Yeah, so I, I, I believe, like, whether... The parents are together, separate, separate, divorced, mm-hmm. whatever. I think it's important to at least like act cordial mm-hmm. when you're around the child. Yeah. Like I think that's important. It's just like because I think kids are smarter than what we think. Like they no, no, no. they peeping what's going on. They definitely pick up on that energy. You definitely pick up on that energy. And then like there are situations where like a mom or a dad they're not together. Yeah. They don't. They're not too fond of what the other person done. Mm-hmm. And so 
they might take away that child from seeing the other person's, yeah, the other parent. Yeah, and that's not and that's, that's not fair to the child, and that brings the trauma. Yeah, and they grow up thinking that their other parent abandoned them mm-hmm. when maybe that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, I don't think that's fair to the child. I think when you decide to have a child with someone, you have to take yourself out of it and mm-hmm. do what's best for the child. Yeah, it's selfishness. That's what it is. When you have a child and then say the parents are split up or whatever, they're thinking about themselves and not thinking about the child. So every decision, every move they make is what's going to benefit them and not the child, mm-hmm. especially when we have sons. And it's like obviously every father is not fit to be a father or be in that, that child's life. Mm-hmm. But we have to also communicate that with the child. We can't just always lie to them or grow up and them growing up not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of the trauma and stuff happens. And then that's where a lot of the hate for that child or that parent, like young black boys might grow up hating their fathers, not really knowing the situation. Mm-hmm. And because of their, you know, the mother might be lying to them or not really being honest about what's really going on. So they don't even know. But you know, like, so say like the mom in that situation, like she had trauma, whatever happened with her and the mm-hmm. parents' dad. And so maybe... What really happened is not what she remembers yeah. of how and it happened. As an adult, she has to be willing to be vulnerable and accept some type of accountability and go talk about it. Go to the, go get help. Yeah. Because you, you by you not getting help, you're just making your situation your situation worse, and your son's or daughter's situation worse, and the you know whoever the father is situation worse by no communication being done, no help being sought out mm-hmm. or anything, and then the kids are just left in the dark, not knowing, hating. You know, not having great relationship with the mother or father because of this situation. Mm-hmm. It all boils down to communication. Yeah. And going back to what you said, like, even if the mother and father is split up, like, there has to be some type of respect. Yeah, respect. With that woman and that man where they can come together and still be, act, you know, nice to each other yeah. and around that child and still having a family environment. They don't have to be necessarily together. Yeah. But we, they should be able to, um, and obviously there's some situations where, they shouldn't even be the father or the mother shouldn't even really be around. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But we have to communicate that with the child. You don't have to tell them everything, but they have to know some type of what's going on so they can better de- deal with that. And they should be able to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Um, and as the parent, like you're usually, if you're not sending your child to therapy, you're usually that person that they're going to talk to. So you have to be honest with your child. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable because those are uncomfortable talks, mm-hmm. um, especially with children. Honest. Be honest. That's the yeah. thing. Like be honest. Yeah, exactly. Honesty, man. Honesty and communication. And even like, so my mom has a daycare. And so I've seen like some situations where like kids' parents split up, but they're at an age where they were around both parents. Mm-hmm. And so let's say they're like five, six, you know, uh-huh. so they know what it's like to have both parents around. Yeah. Parents split up, and now all of a sudden the child's acting out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think like it's so important. Like, if you're gonna, like, I get it, all relationships do not work. Yeah. You shouldn't stay if you think it's something that you shouldn't be with. Yeah. But like, Let's pay attention to how it affects the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, exactly. That goes back to the selfishness. You, yeah, yeah it's you bigger. have to. Once you have a kid, it becomes about the kid. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's not about just you anymore. It's not about just y'all anymore. It's about the kid. How we can make our son or daughter's situation better. Mm-hmm. You know how can how can we make create a positive environment for them to grow up in? You know how can we communicate with them? You know honesty. And still, you know, raise them, whether we're co-parenting or together. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have, uh, you know, humans are different. So you're already, you're already going to have differences of opinions 
going into that, having a child. Mm-hmm. I might want to do something this way. You might want to do something this way. We have to come together and have some type of common ground. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then also I want to touch on like parents that are together, but I don't know, maybe the love that they share in the household isn't too healthy. Mm-hmm. And your kids are seeing that. And I think like, sure, when you're young, that's all you know. But I think as we grow older, we become aware of that's something that we really want in our relationship or mm-hmm. if it's not. But I think our parents' relationships kind of sets the foundation of how we view relationships. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we grow up thinking or being conditioned that, you know, once you have kids or you get married, then you have to be with this person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with the, you know, whether what religion you believe in or whatever uh, the, the case may be. But there are situations where that environment is not stable or healthy for children to grow up in. And if I'm not happy and you're not happy and we just continue being unhappy, we're going to have an unhappy ass environment with, you know, our children. That's not going to make anything better. Yeah. They make that shit worse. If not bad, like it's it's hard raising children. It's really hard raising children. So like that's not that's not going to be something that, you know, makes it better. Because if I'm not happy with you, and you're not happy with me now. The shit that I want to do, you don't want to do. And the shit that you want to do, I don't want to do. So we're always arguing about what we're going to do for him or what we're going to do for her. Mm-hmm. And we don't agree. So because we just say, fuck it. Becomes a toxic environment. Exactly. So now you end up, you could be, it could be two parents in a relationship, I mean, in the household, but one parent is raising the child mm-hmm. because one of them done checked out already because it was just something that went on or something that happened. And now they're in a toxic ass environment and the kids are growing up in that. So they're seeing all this toxic stuff and they're bringing it to their friendships and then to school, um, to the sports, um, to their relationships. to life. To, and then when they get older, to their relationships. So it's just nothing but toxic that they've seen. So if all I've seen growing up is toxic shit, I'm going to become, I'm going to be toxic. Not because of uh, it's my choices, because that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when shit gets hard, I'm going to do exactly what I saw. My dad, or if I'm a woman, my mom do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you know intentional. It's just our subconscious telling us do this. Yeah, it's what this, you're saying. This is it's exactly like, this is what my mom did. You know, and I'm you know my mom's daughter, so or my my dad's son. So let me do exactly what they did, and it may not always be right, and probably it isn't right. <laughs> yeah, I know we talked about this a little earlier um, about if it's our partner's responsibility to help us heal from our trauma, and we both agreed that. It's not their responsibility, but I think sometimes your partner can help you see things that you don't. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, or sometimes people are in denial about things that are going on with them. And sometimes their partner can help them yeah. figure that out. Um, I sent you that video a little bit earlier, and they talked about trauma bonding and trauma buddies. And sometimes, a lot of times, people get in relationships because they are able to bond mm-hmm. off of their trauma. Yeah. But once one person starts to heal, <laughs> right, yeah. and the other one wants to stay where they are, they kind of grow apart. Yeah. When really the trauma was what was holding that relationship together. Mm-hmm. So, I think we have to have like a better understanding of a lot of things, but I think it's important to have these conversations with your partner. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But like... There's also a right time. So say like I'm single, I'm out here dating or whatever, 
If someone just like projects their trauma on me, it's too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's never. Oh, well, nah. I think time time matters. Like yeah. we just met. What are you talking about? Like, well, they also might not know they're doing that as well. I had someone say, "You can be my therapist." Oh yeah. See, that's never like that's that's a. <laughs> You know, like we don't, we should. But that's be, the thing: the black people don't want to go to therapy. You yeah, know what I mean? They don't. They always want somebody they know doing their therapy for them, or trying to be their own therapist, um, which is very unhealthy. Mm. <laughs> and I don't mind either because I like psychology. I like. The, I mean, I'm no therapist <laughs> or whatever, but like, don't like that's something that happens like after time. Like, yeah. don't just come up to me like, Mm-mm. no, what are you, nah. what are you talking about? Mm-mm. And I think, like you said, it's definitely not, well, in my opinion, it's definitely not the, the partner's responsibility to be the other partner's therapist. But like you said, sometimes your partner might, you know, bring some stuff to your attention, but it's not their job to, you know, you know, deal with it. They don't have the skills to even yeah, help you Yeah, exactly. That's not our job. We don't even know how to do that professionally. Yeah. I mean, um, unless they're a therapist, but like. And it's, it's a, like, we know too much about you at that point where it's like, I can't even make a. We can't even make an informed decision or like make you. It's too much emotion involved. Like therapists, the good thing, the great thing about therapists, they don't have no invested interest in either one of us. Mm-hmm. They nice. don't know. They don't know either one of us. Mm-hmm. So like they can just listen and give us honest feedback. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can't give your partner honest feedback because they don't want to hear the truth. Or you want to say it in a way that doesn't hurt their feelings. Exactly. So you want to be careful mm-hmm. or walk on eggshells or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But we've grown up in so many lies, whether it be. In the household, whether it be friendships, whether it be in the classroom, mm-hmm. teachers lying to us, principals lying to us, the news lying to us, mm-hmm. you know, your coach lying to you, <laughs> everybody lying to you. So we just grow, grow up in an environment of just lies and lies and lies. And no, so nobody wants to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. So like when you, and then especially if, oh, you so deep in love with this person, as soon as they tell you something you don't, you don't like, now it's like, <sighs> <sighs> You don't want to receive it. You're not yeah, open to exactly. receiving the Exactly. I don't know if it's, it's like, oh, this person is this person is being mean. He's being mean, or she's being mean, and you know he's holding me, or she's holding me accountable. So you know, I and I don't like accountability. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna automatically you know gravitate the other way. Yeah. Or you know, shut down, or not talk about it, or shutting if, down. That's important. Or another thing, if you say something, I say something that you may not like, but it may be the truth, and you say something that you don't like because. Uh, you feel like you just hurt. I just hurt you, yeah. and it just okay. Now we just throwing shots at each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you do this and you do that. Well, you, I do this because you do that, and it's just it's unhealthy and it doesn't get any nothing. Nothing gets solved. It's a time and a place. I mean, yeah. there's a way to do it so that they don't feel attacked. Every time your partner says something, you know that they might. They, it's not always coming from a, a bad place. It's coming from a place of help. We just wanted to get get you not get you up, but wanted to help and wanted to you know. Figure out how we can make this situation better. So it doesn't have to be an attack. It's not an all-out assault. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't make anything better. Yeah, but if you're not ready to receive it, I think it's easy to feel like it's an attack. But, okay, so say I say something to you and you don't like it in a relationship. Don't automatically hit me back with an insult. Not that I'm insulting you, but don't automatically hit me back with something that you may not like. Um, or something that is irrelevant at the time because you feel like I just tried to, you know, come at you. Mm-hmm. If you if it's not if it's not the right time, then just communicate that. Be like, okay, I understand that, but it's not the right time. Like, I let's agree. deal let's deal with that when it you know on a on a later note. Like, it's not the right time for that. Mm-hmm. But it can't always be not the right time, especially if I'm 
if we married or we trying to get married eventually, mm-hmm. it can't always be like it's not the right time. Because then it's never gonna be the right time. Those people don't want to. Yeah, deal with it's it. never gonna be the right time. And not only that, but if the other person is trying to grow and heal and deal with these traumas, especially if I have kids in the, in the equation. And they're trying to grow, deal with these traumas so they can be a better man, a better husband, or a better wife, or whoever this uh, situation is, a better father. Um, and the other one, the other person doesn't want to do that. And they just want to, you know, live in the past or, you know, do certain things that is not healthy and doesn't allow you to grow. It's not helping your situation. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, if somebody's holding someone back, I think eventually... You can't never stop. You can't never try to stop anybody from growth. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be the same way you are when you're fifteen when you're twenty. And when you're twenty when you're twenty five or thirty. And when you're but usually 50 have you when heard you, huh? Have you heard that usually uh if you don't deal with your trauma, you're usually stuck at the age. Yeah. When you experience it. Yeah. So say that someone's trying to heal and they're growing from their trauma. The other person doesn't want to deal with it. So they're still at that same age or whatever but age then, they experience that trauma. And that but that goes back to everybody's different, but you can't keep waiting for that person. Mm-hmm. You have to move on. Yeah, and it sucks. Probably sucks. <laughs> it does suck, but you have to move on because it's only going to make you better and it's only going to make probably that person better. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because now they're like, oh, this motherfucker, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get away with this shit. That's, but that goes to holding people accountable, holding the man accountable, holding the woman accountable. If we constantly let each other get away with stupid shit or shit that we shouldn't be letting each other get away with, that's what comes normal. Mm-hmm. So we just... Keep pushing the envelope. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it becomes this. And then it's like, where do we go from here now? You're right. How did we get here? Where did we go? So, you know, if if you're growing, especially in your 20s, like the 20s is usually when you're doing most of that growing and becoming who you're going to become. Mm-hmm. If your partner is not allowing you to, you know, grow and become better, okay, all right, yeah, let's, I'll give you some more time. I'll give you some more time. You know, I'll work with you, you know, and I'll continue to try to work with you. But at some point... You have to make a decision that's going to benefit yourself. Because mm-hmm. you can't, like, it, it can't always be the other person. That's not what a relationship is. If I'm always working on you, how am I going to work on myself? But that's not your responsibility. Exactly. To work on them. They have to work on yourself, and then you guys have to work with each other as a couple. As but a I, I, I feel like in the black community, we feel like it's our responsibility to work on our partners. No, it's not our responsibility to work on our partners. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility to help our partners grow. And to help them see things that they probably... Don't recognize. Yeah, it's that. That's you know. That's you know. That could be one of our responsibilities. But to work on you and fix you and all of this stuff, that's not our responsibility because we spend so much time doing that shit. And then our we end up even more broken down than we were it's mentally drained. drained and yeah. we trying to do this. We trying to start our business and we trying to do this and that and raise kids and you know navigate through this messed up world being black. Mm-hmm. You know. Black men, we hunted down every single day that we step out the house. It's not fair. Like let's, it's just not fair at all. <laughs> like, we're dealing with so much individually, yeah, but we also have to understand that as black men and black women, that we are dealing with all of this shit. So let's deal with it together. And let's not like I feel like sometimes it's like black man versus black woman. Yeah, that's what it's become. That's what it's become, and it's sad. Like I hate when I go on Twitter or Instagram and I see, you know, black women, you know talking shit about black men and then black men talking shit about black women. It's not making anything better. You're just feeding into the the, the power. You're just feeding into what the your narrative already is about black people, mm-hmm. that we're unstable. <laughs> we don't know how to do anything, this and that. We just That's all we're doing when we fight and bicker at each other. Like, yeah, we can fight with each other in private, mm-hmm. but social media has gave everybody a platform. We think we need to air out our problems and 
uh, on social media for everybody to see. And then we every time something happens to a black person, all the black people ganging up on that black person instead of trying to help that person heal. It's like we lost all sense of community in the black community. It's just like everybody, every man or every woman for themselves. Yeah. And it has to be the community for each other. Then we start to see our conditions change. You know, everybody, you know, we, we don't see so many killings of from police officers and, and black children and black killings in the black community of black people. I agree. It's deep. It is deep. Hella deep. <laughs> it's deep. But we have to be willing to have these talks like me and you are having right now. And most people are not willing to have these type of they talks. They shy away from it, yeah. But they're important. Or it's defense. It's defense mechanism. Like, don't get defensive. Like, own up to your shit. Be a grown-up. Yeah. Don't call yourself a grown man or a grown woman and you can't have grown-up conversations or do grown-up things. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you bought yourself some Gucci shoes that don't make you a grown-up, or you can buy yourself some shit that don't make you a grown-up. You pay your bills. I don't make you... That don't make like, you yeah, a grown-up. About... You yeah. know, like, how you how you able to handle and navigate and, you know, work on yourself and be willing to, you know, acknowledge that you're not perfect mm-hmm. and that you may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Healing. Healing's important. Okay, so before we wrap up, the last question is, what are some ways that people can heal properly from childhood trauma outside of therapy? Um, heal properly? I think Obviously, therapy is the proper way to yeah, heal. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's not always the only option. I mean, it might be the best option, but it's not always the only option. I think that goes back to our sense of community. Being able to have, like, nowadays, it's like I have a child, so I'm the only one that can discipline this child when he's acting up. Mm-hmm. So now, like, if we have to get back to that, that that sense of community where we can be held accountable within our community. And that creates a more positive environment for us to grow up in. Mm-hmm. So everything might not always be gravy in the household, but, you know, you can go somewhere else and get some type of positivity and then we can talk about everything. Or... You know, it might not be the best in the household, but we can at least talk to each other. So I think communication, just being able to communicate what's what's the, what the issue is mm-hmm. and trying to solve it, you know, within within your household and then within that community will go a long way because that just promotes positivity instead of everything being so negative. Yeah. I also think, like, talking about mental health more, especially yeah. in the black community, is mm-hmm. important for healing. I also think, like, self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people ignore things that are going on within themselves, whether it's childhood trauma or, like, emotions or whatever. Like, people don't know what where it really stems from. So, I think just taking... Or you could, like, journal. Some people like journaling. I don't, I don't know yeah, if that's right. for me, just, but, like... Just express yourself. Like, men, black men, be, you know, be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you less of a man that you want to talk and have emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, that make you more of a man, honestly, because it's going to make you a better man right. in the long run. So, man, just being able to, you know, cut off that generational curse that we have and not talking about anything mm-hmm. and just keep it pushing. And that, that goes on to, you know, everything. We just allow anything to happen to us. Like We allow, like you look into what's going on in the world and we allow these, we allow white people to say and do anything to us. Mm-hmm. And then... We go right back and beg them for, you know, to help us. Yeah. But it's just so deep. Like It is. It goes back so far. It does. But we have to acknowledge that and address it and 
solve that within our community because we're only ones that's going to change that. Ain't nobody else going to change that for us. Yeah. Nobody else it's is trying to help us. It's our responsibility in the black community to solve our problems. Nobody is solving that shit for us. It's been 400 plus years. Like they don't. Nobody's doing. Nobody's coming to our rescue. Mm-hmm. There's no white man that's coming to our rescue. You know, in in the Republican or Democratic Party, nobody's going to help us do anything. We have to help ourselves. And it starts with communication, mm-hmm. accountability, accountability, and having these having these talks like this, talks. Yeah. and but. Having any difficult talks and being able to come to some common ground or some type of agree- agreement at the end, or having a disagreement but still respect being respectful and having respect for that person at the end of the conversation. Like, we still we might have a disagreement, and at the end of the conversation, we still might have a disagreement, but you know, I can still say, you know what, I respect you, mm-hmm. or you respect me, you know, we can still be cool, or whatever. Like we don't have to agree on everything, but we had to come to some type of common ground so we can solve or fix whatever's going on. And I may not like what that is, and you may not like what that is, but we have to deal with it mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. And I also think, like, op- you have to be open mm-hmm. to hearing things. Like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was telling you earlier, like, I'd be watching Ayana Van Zant fix my life. And she said one time, like, there's talking, there's listening, and there's hearing. And what challenges a lot of us is learning how to hear. So, like, when someone might be telling me something I don't want to hear, like, I might hear it differently than what they said. They might have delivered it perfectly. Yeah. But because I've take, I'm taking an offense to it, I don't want to hear that. And so I heard it differently than how they delivered it. So I think you have to be open to, like, hearing things, hearing people say things the way that they say it. And I agree 100% what you said. But that's basically, you're basically trying to, you're basically just saying don't assume the worst Mm-hmm. When somebody's just trying to help or be positive. Yeah. Because you want to hear it a certain way. Right. Because you're so defensive and yeah, don't want to you don't want yeah. you don't want to look yourself in the mirror or hold yourself accountable. So mm-hmm. you automatically assume this person is saying something hurtful to you. Right. And it might have they might have said something in a they might have said it in a way to make you seem like that. But just ask them. Or if they say like I'm not trying to be hurtful. Believe them, especially if you say you love this if, person. Yeah, if it's somebody that you truly care about that should be there to be helping you, mm-hmm. think that they want the best for you and they're actually exactly. trying to help you. Exactly. Until proven otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> we just be trying to help, man. Both ways, men and women. We just be got to be open to listening, like you just said. All right, so before we wrap up, it's time to give our final two cents. Uh, For me... I would say, first of all, it starts at home. It does. It starts at home. And I think people have to do whatever is needed for you to heal from your childhood trauma so that you can be your best self for the person that you are with or going to be with. And and yourself. Yeah, and yourself. And then I think you have to forgive whoever needs to be forgiven for yourself. Like It doesn't have to really be for the other person, but in order for you to move on... You kind of have to forgive them for yourself. And I think it's also important to like dig deep with your partner or potential partner to figure out why they are the way that they are. Because it's something that happened in their childhood. So don't just like brush someone off because they're not acting mm-hmm. to what you are used to. Try to figure out or have conversations with them to figure out why they are that way. Jarris, you have any two cents? Um, Shit. I mean, you just, you basically said everything, but understanding communication and wanting to get better. 
mm-hmm. you have to want to get better because nobody's perfect, especially, you know, how we grow up in the black community and what we're privy, like what we're, everything that we have to see and experience already makes us traumatic <laughs> in yeah. itself. So like we have to want to get better and, you know, want to, want to change, not necessarily change, but just become your better, become the best you. Um, and as adults, as parents, we have to, you know, stop carrying on this generational curse that we've, we've been, that we experience as children. Let's talk to our children and explain to them, you know, everything that's going on in the world, explain to them real life shit that they're going to need to know. Mm -hmm. Going to school, sending your children to school, or, you know, it's not really preparing them for what they're going to experience when they get out of school. (laughs) It's not even close. So, you know, doing your job as a parent. That's important. And I want to thank you, Jairus, for coming back on the pod to do another episode. Uh, thanks for sharing all your knowledge and thoughts when it comes to childhood trauma and trauma in general. It's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Likewise. And next week, I'll be back with another episode and a new topic. I might be back, too. It's like, nah. <laughs> in the meantime, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave a review. You can follow us at Trying to See Something Pod on Instagram to stay up to date on everything as well. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on next You said that we can't make it. I'm pissed, girl, I can't take it. My friends ask me if I'm straight. I said I'm good, I flake it. The distance where I hate it, but you claiming that it's needed. So I focus on my art. That's the one thing I believe in. Now I'm over you. A different season in my life. More focused on loving me. Yeah, I turned my wrongs to rights. Yeah, I fought my inner demons. I found purpose, I found reason. I found I ain't even need you. I found me was all I needed. Found it's okay to feel. And how we all go through our seasons. I found listening to yourself. Cause you're in the selfish genius. Found them laws of attraction. So I'm selling out arenas. Through it all, girl. I'm still here.